Praise the Lord. So good to be with you again. Looking forward to what the Lord has for us in the next few moments. So many things even said in the preliminaries fit into what I'm endeavoring to do and bring to your consciousness, if you will, of the presence of the Lord. Even the offering. Remember, everything that seems to move the other world comes when you come up against your flesh and then you take another step with God. And when we take up offerings, you come right to your flesh. Right? With, okay, uh, not that much, Lord. (laughs) Right? And then when you obey, you trigger that other world. So I'm sharing these things, and I believe it's just a part of this whole week moving to this place today or tonight so that you'll begin to operate more in the Spirit and begin to bring about, if you will, results, manifestations, testimonies in your own personal life. It's, there's nothing like it when you experience God for yourself. And that becomes, as Brother Keith said, very addictive because now you want to experience Him again. Remember, the devil's never created anything, so any addiction was never created by him. It was a perversion of what God made for the human heart to so fall in love with Jesus that you can't get enough. So then he perverts it so people fall in love with other things and they can't get enough. Right? So the Lord wants to do some wonderful things. I'm going to start out just, uh, this is a different night. I'm going to start out just acting like we're a small little group and I'm talking to some people about the Spirit. And one of the things that I try to practice a lot is finding God in me. And to find God in me, I have to find me. Now, there's nothing in this world that's going to help you to find the real you. On the contrary, everything about this world has to do with you becoming what you need to become in different situations to, if you will, overcome or to get past that situation. For instance, our daughter Chloe, who just had our fourth grandchild, uh, a boy, just a couple weeks ago, we're so thankful for him. Uh, We went to her, you know, she was the last of the three that we raised, and we went to her last parent-teacher conference. And Chloe, you know, happened to be the one that we disciplined the most. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. She's, she's a strong, you know, got a real stubborn part of her. Let's get that from her wife. Amen. I mean, from, from her mother, <laughs> from my wife. Actually, she's a combination of both of us, which is kind of scary, you know, a little bit. <clears throat> she's just got a real strong will and everything, so... You know, we, we had to discipline her a little bit more. So we were thinking, well, I wonder what this is going to be like, you know. Went in and sat down, and it had to be a, a gentleman that was uh, the, her teacher. He started out with, well, I want to talk to you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hockaday, about your daughter, Chloe. I said, yes, that's wonderful. He said, well, to start out with, if there were more students like your daughter, Chloe, in this school, it would be a better place. Now, that took me, you know, by surprise a little bit. And I said, well, that's very nice and kind of you to say. Could you elaborate on why you'd say that? 
And he said, and of course, Aaron and I are sitting right next to each other. He said, well, uh, she gets her work done very quickly, and all on her own, she'll just walk around the room to other students and see if anyone needs any help. Now, when she said that, Aaron's feet were over here, mine were over here, but her foot slid over and came into my space and touched my foot. And I just felt like what she was saying. You know how there's a gesture and you can kind of interpret that? I felt like the interpretation was, you better ask him about that word help. So I said, did you use the word help? (laughs) And he said, yes, I did. I said, wow, that's wonderful. Is there anything else? He said, yeah. He said, you know, after after every uh, class, she'll come up to the front and clean up my my desk in the front of the area and get it ready for the the next class. Now Aaron's foot that was touching me was now pushing against me so that I had to actually put some weight on it so she didn't push my foot. And I thought, that gesture is saying, sir, did you use the word clean? And he said, yes, I did. And my next comment was, I'd really like to meet this person. Because we are one thing to one person and another thing to another person, one thing to one relative, another thing to a cousin, to a friend, to a teacher, right? Who are we when we come to church? We were at a church service, and a lady came in late, and I was just doing the normal lifting of the hands. I didn't know there were many ways to do it, but I was just doing the normal lifting of the hands, worshiping the Lord. And she came and she put her stuff down and then jumped right into the service. And it was the greatest display of lifting of hands that I ever saw in my entire life that I had to stop everything and just watch it. It was. And I thought, wow. And then my first thought was, I wonder if she does that at home. See, we get into these modes where where we are what we are because we need to be that. But at the end of the day, when you're with yourself, who are you? And can you find you? So to find me, number one, I realize this is my flesh. Pinch it, and you go, oh, don't pinch it too hard. That's my flesh. And then, you know, I don't have to try to go too far in this, but 2 plus 2 is 4, and 4 plus 4 is 8, and 8 plus 8 is 16, 16 plus 16 is 32, right? And on and on and on and so forth as we go. And that didn't come out of my spirit. That came out of my intellect. So that's my mind. So when I begin to see those two facets of myself, knowing that there's a whole other person in there, what's the rest of me? That's me. And if I can find me, and get quiet for a moment, I can immediately find him. Why do you want to find him? Everything in life is about finding him. The whole reason why he found us is so that we can find him. The whole purpose of salvation, we end up in a beautiful church like this And thank God for the assembling of ourselves together, but don't forget you're the church. Now, I love this building because we're looking for a building, so buildings are on my mind. But the real building is you. 
You are the container of God himself. Amen. So I begin to find him because everything about salvation was removing the obstacle called sin. Not sins, sin. By forgiving you of all sins, past, present, and future. So that it wasn't what you did or didn't do that disqualified you. It was what he did on your behalf that completely qualifies you. And you're qualified for eternity whereby he comes to be in you and you come to be in him and you then, both of you, step into the Father. I don't know how that works. Mickey, it's almost a mystery. The best I can describe is years ago there was a movie, Robin Williams was in the movie and it was called Flubber. Does anybody remember Flubber? What color was Flubber? It was green. And it's almost like you, when you get saved, you go, step into him. Sorry for the sound effect. He goes, steps into you, and then the two of you go into this big gelatin or jello called God. Ooh. And you're in him, and he's in you. And like being in a pool of water, everything you do moves the substance of the water, and everything you do in him moves the substance of God. I'm not trying to be weird. If I get weird, it's to try to give you a little kind of maybe get past being so straight-laced. Because this ain't about straight-laced. Oh, brother, praise the Lord, I don't have much expression. Yes, you do. It's inside of you. And the Holy Ghost lives in you, and he is a flashy person. He wears the flashy suit, he wears the flashy shirt, and he likes to dance, he likes to run, he likes to put fire on people. Have you ever had fire on you? I remember as a little kid, well, yellow hair, and I watched that leaf go up into the air because the wind kicked up and it was full and, and had fire on it, and then it landed on my head and all of a sudden, well, I didn't just stand there, I ran. You run when the fire gets on you. You feel God. That's the Holy Ghost. He likes to move. He likes to shout. So all of you got lots of flavor in you. Amen. Amen. Now, it's possible you could sit there and deny it, but it's there. Why do we want to become so aware of God? Because every nuance of your life, he wants to be involved. So even last night, one of the testimonies we have from this dear lady right here, she's sitting there, and I had to ask questions. She told me what happened, but then I had to ask questions. So... Before it happened, did you sense something? Did you feel something? Was there warmth? Was there a knowing like God's touching me right now? I had to ask all these questions because the Holy Ghost always wants to be involved. And she heard me say people are being healed. Then she saw people stand up to get their healing, and she just kind of was in agreement to it. Then all of a sudden, she sensed in her hands, her hands started getting really hot and really sweaty, and the next thing she knows, the, the lump lump back here that's been there since last November, she just flipped her hair back and, and all of a sudden realized it wasn't there anymore. And then as she told that story to us right up here in the front, she goes, I'm getting hot again. Where's the heat? That's the Holy Ghost. What was he doing? Hovering. Incubating. He's active, and if he's active, the other world is active. 
And the activity of the other world is not just there for the other world, it's there for this one. This is the one that needs the change. And you are, praise the Lord, uh, that participant through which the change will come. That's why when we describe God as the originator of thought, Jesus as the operational manager to the corporation that takes the thoughts of the CEO and implements those through words and through actions, then you've got the Holy Ghost who is the manifest, see the manifestation of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the manifestation of the Spirit, the manifestation is the Holy Ghost. That's why he was warming things up to take the implementation of light be, and boom, light became. I mean, God didn't sit there, is the Holy Ghost doing anything? What's the, what's the deal? And then God said, yeah, I know, I believe, I receive, but I'm waiting on the manifestation. That's not what God said. Why? Because it was all a part of the very same thing. The thought, the action, the manifestation, it was three in one. And that's how God wants us to begin to see this. See, we're dealing with years and years of a misinterpretation of Christianity, a diluting to that which actually lives and abides within us. For the fullness of the Spirit of God abides in every single one of us, individually and collectively. In so much that the power of the resurrection, like Paul said, that's the power I want to know. How come he wanted to know that power? Because that power of the resurrection is even greater in manifestation than what Jesus walked in when he was on the earth. It's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. It is the greatness of the mighty power which worked in Christ when he raised Jesus from the dead. And that greatness and that power, in other words, the unlimited amount of God. The first thing that Jesus had to say to everybody was, wow, it was hot down there, but praise the Lord, I overcame. No, it was all power has been given to me. The first thing he said, all power. He never said anything about all power before the cross. It was just the power I have I give unto you. He didn't say all. Now he said what I have will get rid of every devil, every sickness, every disease. But he didn't say I'm giving you all power. He walked in Adam's anointing. Got quiet in here. I'll say it again. He walked in Adam's anointing. He came as the last Adam. God wasn't planning on perpetuating the family of Adam. The Adam's family went south. It got weird. There were things and there were its that were not supposed to be there. And they walked around snapping their fingers constantly. It was like, let's get rid of this family. So he didn't come as the second. He came as the last of the Adams. He was taking that family into the grave, and he was being raised as the resurrected and glorified Christ. And in that human body now dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And the first thing he said when he came out of the grave is, I've got it all. Now, why did he say that? To do this? I've got it all. No, because now whoever would believe in him, to them he would give the power. What measure of power? Oh, there you go. All power would come into each individual and then collectively. See, if we can see this thing accurately, and we will someday, we'll look at the devil and say, he, that's not him. 
Like Brother Keith said, no, 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 he's, he's very large. He's got pointy ears. He's got a ponytail. He's got a pitchfork, and he's red. Horns, the whole business. No, he's absolutely uh, pathetic. Pathetic. Jesus so whipped him, so beat him, so thoroughly that when we see him for what he is, we will say, is this what caused nations to tremble and brought men to their knees? In other words, is this what took me out early with cancer? Is this what ruined my marriage? If this, is this what took my kids? Is this what caused me to financially be broke my whole entire life? Is this it right here? Because we will be in awe, standing there in glorified bodies, looking at what we actually are right now, but we've been covered up in what? Skin. So we don't see it because we think we are the person we look at in the mirror. That's just your body. That's just your container. We put stuff on it. We try to comb it. We try to make it look the best, make it smell the best. But at the end of the day, when you put that man off, you're still alive. Because the real you is the spirit man connected to God. One in Christ, flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. We have been united to Jesus Christ. God couldn't even lift him up and raise him up and seat him at heavenly places unless he brought us with him. We're all sitting at the right hand of God. Notice what are we doing? Sitting. Why do you emphasize that? Because you don't sit until the job's done. Our job has been fulfilled in Christ. Now it's just what? It's just enjoying the pure benefit of what he's done for us. But you don't have to work for it. He worked for you. The old covenant, the woman had to touch the hem of his garment. The new covenant, he touches the hem of your garment. Old covenant, therefore whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You are believing, you are receiving something that you don't have, but when you believe you receive it, you possess it. New covenant, we've already been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Praise the Lord, his blessings are already ours. Like E.W. Kenyon said, under the old covenant, we were encouraged to do what? To believe. Under the new covenant, we were encouraged to do what? Act. Somebody's got something in this room right here, right now. And it's not just that dear lady right there that received last night. Many of you received. But why are we finding God? Because he will maneuver you in and around and through and into the very blessings of God continually. That's not something special. That's not a gift of the Spirit. That's called being friends. Amen? Friends. Last night I shared something, started to share something over in John chapter 5 when Jesus was defending himself because of the pool of Bethesda experience where he told a man to take up his bed and walk on the, on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees said, who are you to do this on the Sabbath? He said, well, actually, my father's always working and I'm always working too. No, he wasn't lying. He was just telling the truth. But then they, get, they got, you know, bent out of shape saying, who are you speaking blasphemy? You being a man, make yourself God. No, no, no. Jesus didn't make himself God. God did. Yeah. And God made you who you are. 
But then as you go further in the story, Jesus began to talk about how I don't do anything unless I see my father do it. And of course, later in John, he said, I don't say anything unless I hear my father say it. But then he said this. He said, the father shows me all things. And he's even going to show me greater things than these that you may marvel. And then he went further and he said, he shows me all these things because he loves me. But the word love is not agape. The word love is phileo. He shows me everything because he phileos me. You know what, you know what phileo means? It's Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. In other words, we're friends. Because we're such friends, he shows me everything. Like we hang out so much, he can't help but just tell me everything. What does that show you? It wasn't special. Well, Jesus, you know, God showed him what he did because it was Jesus. No, Jesus was shown everything and even greater because he was a friend with God. What does that seem to indicate? Constant interaction. It was the Holy Ghost that came on our hands to make them sweaty that all of a sudden produced what? The disappearance of a growth. He always wants to be involved. Every situation, the Holy Ghost is involved. And if you'll ask questions, you'll find him. And we always ask questions. We want to know. Why? Because we want to learn how to be friends with God. God's right in here. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Just for a second, close your eyes and locate that the person that can say two plus two equals four, four times four equals, oh, 16. That's just your mind. And your body is your body. But the rest of you, which is so much of you, is the real you. And in you is him. And he's talking with people tonight. And he's making himself become a witness to the love that he has for you in his heart, for the healing that he's actually doing right now in your body. And you can feel the warmth of his presence. And if nothing else, you can sense for a moment the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, guarding the heart and the mind. And you realize everything is going to be okay. Now, whether you know it or not, you can look up here. That's worth pain disappearing, disease dying, tumors melting, bones put back in place, legs growing out to proper length, hips no longer in pain. Amen? Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Oh, that's Superman, sorry. But, <laughs> but it's tantamount to the world of possibilities. What's the possibility someone here tonight because it was me that I'm talking about? Live the majority of your life outside of the world of possibilities. 
and in the world of what you could do to make something work. And if not you, a parent, a friend, or even a professional, you'd call before you ever went to Jesus. Someone just recently came up to me and said, I've done everything I can do. I guess I'm going to have to believe God. I said, I really feel sorry for you. It's going to be a horrible day. But that was me. Was that anybody else? Did we look somewhere else? You know, my sister is really, really smart. She's so smart that I'm sure my parents gave her everything so that when they got to me, it was just, you know, make him good at athletics and uh, that'll help him get into school, you know? She's just really brilliant. And, um, you know, I feel like I want to be good at what I do. And the motivation isn't because I want to just be good. It's because what I do affects people. And she was, you know, needing to hear some of the things that I'm learning in her life at a particular point. And so she opened her heart to hear these things because for so long, (laughs) I was better than E.F. Hutton in my family. Oh, yeah. For Christmas or for Thanksgiving, I'd be over. And if anybody ever said, hey, Jim, what do you think about the dishes would stop they turn off the water, heads would poke around the corner. It's like E.F. Hutton was speaking. Hey, man, they wanted to hear what this crazy guy that left our family and left our denomination and went out to some place called what? Broken? What, what was it called? Arrow? Oklahoma? To a place that was called Rima? Rima? What, it, what is it? Rima? Bible Training Center? They wanted to know, what did he say? So for so long, I was kind of that person, you know? But she opened her heart to hear the things I was sharing. And then she went further than I've ever gone. And it really ticked me off. It's like, you can't be good at what I do. (laughs) You're already good at what you do. And I would never try to be good at what you do because I don't understand what you do. (laughs) But you can't be good at what I do. And so then I had to ask her, how are you so good at this? Like miracles taking place in her life. On the ranch, cutting down a tree, a big old tree. And she's got one of those, come on, you'll you'll laugh, but one of those triangular orange little hand saws that has all those teeth on it, working like crazy, she said, for 20 minutes. And just barely getting a couple little sawdust to pop up like this, almost mocking her. And she said, I'm about worn out. So I finally said, Jesus... Why don't you get involved? She said, within just a couple of minutes, there was sawdust all over my head, and my my saw just went... (laughs) And then one miracle after another miracle after another miracle, and I finally, I didn't want to, but I had to, I said, how do you do it? This is what she said. It always works when he's my first thought. (sighs) I'm like... I told her, I'm going to have to use that. (laughs) It always works when he's my... mm. When Moses turned to see why the bush burned but was not consumed, God spoke. He activated something when he turned. Can that realm be activated on purpose or do we need something special from... Oh, that's right. He lives in us. And we have become the Christ in the earth. We have become 
a God-man in the earth, a man filled with God, so we're not normal. And Paul said normal humans are mere humans, but real Christians are beyond mere humanity, so it must mean that everything less than God being in a person's life is it's not even close to what God intended. So then God sent Jesus to be the prototype of a brand new nation, and he began to manifest the power of God seemingly at will. Yet he understood that there was a system, so he operated by it. And how did he operate in this system? He would never do anything outside of the will of the Father. So he's always listening, and he's always paying attention. And of course, he understands the will of God for situations, but he's also listening to what the Lord is saying to him or what the Father's saying in the midst of fulfilling the will of God. Why would he stay to the plan? Because the Holy Ghost will not manifest anything but the plan. The Holy Ghost will not hover upon man's plan. He only hovers, warms up, prepares, and stimulates that world of possibilities for the Father's plan. Remember, they're all in the same meeting. It's a huddle on three. This is what we're doing. And so Jesus is counting on, if I adhere to the Father's plan, the Holy Ghost is doing such as well. And if he's working with the plan, when I work it, he will manifest it. Now, this is you. The great mystery of the church is Christ has come to live in you. And so now you have assumed the second position of how the Godhead works. Now, you say, it's me? Well, it's you in him and him in you. But it is you still. And this is one of the great mysteries, that I would actually initiate something as though it was me, but it was Christ in me when I initiated that made it actually happen, which is just phenomenal, and you see it in the ministry of Jesus. What do you mean? Well, when he would get away with the Father, it was always about him paying attention to the Father. When he went to the people, he never mentioned the Father. He just said, now this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Go home. Your son lives. You know, be, be whole. Uh, daughter, thy faith had made He doesn't mention the Father. And the one time that he did with Lazarus, he wasn't saying, Father, would you raise Lazarus? He said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. In other words, he already said, this will turn out for the glory of God. And the glory of God was Lazarus didn't stay dead. The glory of God was Lazarus came out of the grave. So Jesus was reminding the Father that what he said had already activated the other world, and he was glad that the Father was there to see it with him. But he didn't ask him, Father, would you raise him? No, he is going to raise him. But isn't it interesting? Every time he did some miracle and somebody said that was amazing, he said, well, actually, that was the Father. And then it came right back to the Father. See, it's never about you getting puffed up because it's not you, it's Him. But it works through you. And if God works through you, it won't puff you up. It will humble you in the sight of the Lord that God just worked through me. This is really fun. Amen. Something's happening in here. 
We're stirring the waters on purpose. Amen. So that we can begin to walk in some things. Can you say amen to that? Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 11. You say, wow, it's 12 minutes after 8. I know. I'm watching the clock. Remember, how are you going to look at the Grand Canyon? You want all of it. And that doesn't mean the preachers come and just on purpose wear you out. No, it just means don't worry about time. It'll go by very fast and we'll be done. But you'll be very glad that you paid attention and that you were aware of your spirit and therefore aware of him. Because in this room, people are going to start feeling the presence of God. There'll be a warmth. You'll feel electricity come on you. You'll have just this nudging within yourself. Man, something's getting ready to happen to me. Because he's working with you to help you to experience him. To experience him once, you're going to want to experience him twice. Amen? And then it'll become a thing for you. And people say, man, you always like are experiencing God. How come you don't go out anymore? Why don't you hang out anymore? You're always experiencing God. And unless they experience them and realize how wonderful it is, they won't understand, but that's okay. Now, faith brings, Hebrews 11, 1, Passion Translation, brings hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. It's this unseen world we want to get real good at paying attention to. How do you pay attention to something you can't see? You have the inward ability to believe through your imagination unto something unseen and bring that into this world. You know, Jesus made a comment. He said, you know, I know you think you've done really well, but if you've uh, been having adultery with someone in your imagination, heaven actually sees that as you're actually doing it. What? You mean that's the power of my imagination? That I can see something and that imagination to heaven is a reality? Hmm. Am I really made in the image and likeness? Yes. Didn't God see something before he said light be? He did. Because we know he saw something, because after light was, he went ahead and looked at it. And he looked at it, and he had his plans, and he said, that's good, that's good, that's good. Wow. Guys, that's good. And he stamped it with approval. And at the end of all creation, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, he said it's very good. Right? Which means he's looking at the end product in relationship to what was inside of him. And it came out exactly as he thought it. What are you thinking right now? Well, brother, I'm just hoping, you know, that the Lord might just heal me. Yeah, is that right? Why don't you step that up a little bit? Huh? Why don't you step that up a little bit to say, this is my night. In fact, I don't even need that preacher. I got Jesus living in me. That's right. 
Would you get offended if everybody said, I don't need that preacher? That's what we're trying to do. Work ourselves out of a job so that you can go directly to Jesus and find all your needs met. And then you get the privilege of in helping us as you bring your testimonies one after the other, which brings encouragement to everybody. And all of a sudden now, there is a lineup outside that door hoping that one of you would say, hey, I'm going to give you my seat because everybody's wanting to what? have testimonies. Obviously, there's reasons why God places ministry gifts in the body of Christ, but the sum total of it is for you to walk as Christ himself. Okay, this unseen world. Real quick, I want to just share a couple more thoughts with you. The King James says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You mean the not seen realm? is full of substance? Yes. The not seen realm is full of substance. The world of possibilities is filled with materiality of another kind. And the conversion from that world into this world is something that we get to participate in. And that's where our faith is a spiritual reality that helps make the conversion. Well, brother, I'm trying to get faith. You've already got faith. That's part of what happens when you become a Christian. Paul said, I'm going to get myself out of the way. This is how you do it. I've died, and now I'm enjoying Jesus, which is Jesus using my body. That's what the distilled translation says of Galatians 2.20. It actually says this. I've died, and now I'm, now I'm enjoying my second existence, which is simply Jesus using my body. The King James says, uh, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. See, Paul recognized if I can get myself out of the way, this person that jumped inside my earth suit is going to live through my life and things are going to happen. Now, it's very possible, I may make somebody mad with this, but it's very possible that there are people here that are saying, you're going too far for me. I, I, I just want to show up to the Grand Canyon. Life is good. Don't really need what you're talking about. Just want to show up. That's possible. That's really possible. But I really want to dangle the carrot in front of you. What would happen if God actually became real to you? And your whole life was filled with one experience after another that you can't explain except he's real. Okay? Going a little further. Look at what it says. 1 Corinthians one twenty-eight. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. The things that are not. What do they do? Bring to nothing the things that are. See, God uses this other world. That's the world he lives in. And the materiality of the things that are not to you right now, he uses to actually change this world so that you see things that are. Now, I want to go a little bit further, and I want to talk about, for just a moment, quantum physics. I can only talk a little bit about it, but the little bit that I can talk about it is more than enough to explain what we've been actually doing as Christians all along. And sometimes the explanation of it scientifically will help to settle the questions in your heart about this faith business. 
had one guy come to me and said, man, I'll tell you what, this faith business is so hard. I said, I said, listen, Doc, I said, I think you're an expert at faith. He said, what are you talking about? He was just a real big guy. What are you talking about? And I said, you've got more experiences than anybody I've ever seen. And then he bowed up on me. I said, they're all negative. <laughs> but driving the car backwards, driving the car forwards, you're driving your car. I said, if you just put it into drive, you'd have all kinds of wonderful, wonderful experiences with God. In other words, I've never seen anybody like him. He broke his arm, went to the hospital on the way home. He got in an accident. See, this faith stuff's no hard. No, you've got it licked, man. You see yourself as a disaster continually, and you have disaster after disaster after disaster. If you'll change the picture, you'll see some things that are different. Isn't that the reason why Jesus said what he said? Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart. The word heart means imagination. Don't doubt by looking at the wrong picture. Well, it's not going to be a good day. Are you prophesying? Well, this really can't be like that. Oh, yes, it is like that. You can't believe how people can manifest uh, sickness and disease like you snap a finger and yet you work with them and work with them and work with them to get them to feel just a little bit better. Why? Because their whole way of thinking is negative. If something bad's going to happen, it'll happen to me. Murphy's Law, right? Instead of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that set us free from the law of sin and death. Come on, there has to be a conversion in your mind and in the way you see things to begin to go down a different road you haven't been down. But once you start going down that road, you will never go back. And I want to give you something very simple in science, science, uh, the world of science that might help you. So, Newtonian physics, Newton. Of course, you know one of, his, one of the things he's famous for is saying, hey, that apple actually fell to the ground. Hmm. Maybe there's a law at work. And the reason why they were able to find a law called gravity is because Newtonian physics deals with particles that have already become matter. The particles, the atoms, that came from the other world that created the apple that fell from the tree. So he's looking at something in the material world of this world and how it functions, which therefore, since it's matter in this world, he can do experiment, and every single thing that he threw up into the air, didn't matter what it was, a peach, an apple, a grape, it always came down. Some things came down seemingly quicker than other things, but it always came down. And he, he discovered the law of what? Gravity. Whatever goes up must come down. But then there's a whole other world with new science that's being discovered that acts very, very differently. See, it was always thought that the atom was the smallest particle. But now science has split the atom and found that inside the atom, there are what's called quarks. And quarks are vibrations, frequencies, or sound waves. What? Light beams. Wow. Could it be that maybe God really knows what he's doing? <laughs> and we're starting to pick up on it. Sound waves, frequencies. 
Now, here's what's interesting. They all respond differently. They can't put them into a pattern. Why do they respond differently? Because they respond to the observer. What? When I look to that world with my faith to believe, that world gets activated because a God creature is getting ready to create. So that world becomes activated. Okay. A little bit. And it responds differently to every observer because every observer is an individual. And you may be believing and someone else may be believing. So the way that that creativity works is according to how you look at it. Okay. Oh, there's snakes everywhere and there's oh, scorpions and they're biting me and we're dying. Moses, do something. God, what shall I do? Take that big pole, put a serpent on it, and put it into the ground, and tell the children of Israel, put your gaze upon it. In other words, become absorbed in the serpent, which is showing us that Jesus became our curse, and because he became our curse, we now have the blessings of Abraham. But it's only going to work if you keep staring at it. In other words, nowadays, in the United States of America, average adults, you, <laughs> can only hold your focus for one, two, three, four, five, huh? <laughs> six to eight seconds. If you're only going to look for six to eight seconds, you probably will still die, even though you'll feel a little bit better. <laughs> but that's the sightseeing theory. <laughs> it's, we made it. Woo! Okay, let's get back in the car. Stare. Look at. Why? Think about this. Every time you come to that place of contention where your flesh struggles with what you're going to do because you're following God in your heart, if you'll step beyond your flesh, you activate that world and step into the anointing. Hallelujah. It doesn't make sense to look at a serpent on a pole, but the ones that looked were cleansed. Man, it's gone. I'm fine. Why? Because they did what didn't make sense. Do you really think, after becoming so proficient at the world of the flesh, that switching over to the world of the Spirit is going to make sense to your mind? In fact, if it makes sense to your mind, I'd want to just step back for a moment and just check to see if you're really walking in the Spirit. Because it's probably going to, if you're walking in the Spirit, feel like, I'm going to die, I'm going to lose all my money, I'm going to lose all my friends. Oh, my God, 
We're going to lose the whole church. If we let you be a Holy Ghost roller and, and something breaks out in the church, they'll all leave. Do you know how many pastors have struggled with that? We're going to put the Holy Ghost in that room over there. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you go to that room. Because we can contain everything in that room. Because if we let people see what's in that room, they are not coming back. See, it does not make sense to the mind to turn loose the Holy Ghost in a service. Because, oh, Lord, what would happen if somebody came for the first time? They'd think we're nuts. And you know what else they think? They'd get touched with God so much, they'd walk out thinking, this is the first place I've ever come to where I really saw people that loved Jesus. Because they weren't inhibited and stuck up. See, I'm feeling somebody ought to be running over there. So I'm going to do a little bit for you. Amen? And if you don't dance tonight, I'm going to do a little dancing. If you don't want to shout a little bit tonight, I'm going to do a little shouting. Why? Because something's been activated in this room. And when I touched and got a hold of who I was on the inside at the beginning of the service and found God, I can feel him right now. I can feel him in my hands. I feel him in my feet. I feel him all over me. I got it. I, we sing that so much, we actually start feeling him. Amen. People just thought on cue, Thursday night, they're going to dance. And we kind of did. But we'd sing some of those songs that stirred up that life in us, and then you couldn't sit still. The presence of God gets so strong in your hands. I'm in healing school. The gal that I was with uh, praying for a lady, she, she almost scared me a little bit. She was really good at prayer, man. But she, she definitely was a little, you know, eccentric and stuff. You know, her eyes get real, real big. So, whoo, scared me a little bit. You know? Tone those down. Just tone them down just a little bit. And we're praying in that back room. And the anointing got so strong in my hands, I went over and laid hands on the lady. And then it became fire in my hands. And I started going like this. She said, what's wrong? I said, I can't get rid of this. So, I know this is, this is not orthodox, but I went over to the drywall, to the wall, put my hands on it and said, now I release this power. It went right in. And my hands went from bright red, like circles of bright red, to just normal. It's like, woof. But then I'm in the experimental mode, so this prayer that was with me, she was over there praying with the lady. She didn't see what I did. I went over to her. I said, don't stop praying. I said, come with me. And I walked over to the wall. I said, give me your hands. She said, well, I said, don't, don't ask a thing. Give me your hands. And I put her hands right where my hands were. And all of a sudden, whew, she got caught right up into heaven. She's standing before God. And Jesus answered a question she had that morning. She felt, I asked her later, she said, the moment I touched that wall, whew, power came out of that wall, went into me. So I don't believe that power comes out of any drywall. <laughs> well, I'm just saying what happened. I'm just saying what happened. I mean, one afternoon, I was just in the presence of God, in my office, my own business. All of a sudden, whoo, I got myself an idea. Where do you think that idea came from? The same reason why all of a sudden my hands started getting... See, people are sensing things right now. That's why we want to constantly help you to find Him, because Him will walk with you and talk with you. Remember the old song? And He walks with me, and He talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. Remember that? So here I am, minding my own business. All of a sudden, 
I got this idea. I run over to the, to the, to the building and the room where we're going to have prayer school, and right in the very middle, I sit down on plastic chairs and put my hands on them. And I said, now I release this power in the name of Jesus. On plastic. He said, well, it probably didn't go into it. Well, then it smeared it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if oil doesn't go into it, then there was a greasy spot. Okay? It's still there. And then we just did prayer school as normal. And right in the middle of prayer school, three people jumped up and go, whoo, started dancing and shouting. Those are the three people I put my hands on that chair. I didn't tell anybody. What were you doing? Experimenting with this power. Learning how to do what? Believe in it and then release it. Did you always feel it? That's the part that's interesting. It was what I believed that made me feel it. The amount of times that I felt it first and then said, whoo, something's on me, were very minor, very few. But when I would believe in it, it would always become real. Not always in a physical sense, but real to my spirit. I'm having lunch with Brother Hagin. And we're just having a good time talking together. And all of a sudden, he looks at me and says, hey, Doc, how does the anointing work with you? I wanted to look around and see who he's talking to. <laughs> because we learn to be servants and help helpers. And now he's asking me. I said, you asking me? He said, yes, I'm asking you. I said, well, Dad, I said, you know, that anointing to work with me just like it does with you, that power get real hot in my hands. And I'll feel that power. And then it's easy to release it when you feel good. Yep, yep, yep. I said, but let me tell you something. I said, for five years, that power left my hands, and I didn't feel anything. And the Lord said to me, you've been using this power out of a physical feeling. Now it's time to use it by faith. And I said, Dad, we've increased, doubled, tripled, and quadrupled our results because I didn't have to feel anything. I just had to believe something. He goes, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, that's it, that's it, that's it. I said, what do you mean? He goes, that's it, that's how that works, that's how that works. I said, so you don't have to, no, no. He said, it's what you believe about it. It's what you believe about it. <laughs> I'm looking at believers right now. If you were all donkeys, you'd be braying. If you were all dogs right here, you'd be barking. If you were all cats over here, you'd be meowing. But you're believers, so you're all believing. And to believe is to stimulate that other world. Now, getting back to that thought real quick as we bring some thoughts together. When you look to that other world, activity starts. And particles, listen, appear. They don't appear until somebody looks for them. They will never, listen, appear for Satan. Because he's not creative. We've been made in the image and likeness of God. Image and likeness means manifestation and representation. We are manifestations of God. Representations of God. The whole earth stands on their tiptoes to see a real live son of God. The King James says to see a manifestation of the sons of God. What is creation waiting for? Us to act like Jesus and bring the other world into this one and bring change. So we say fires will begin to immediately, as it was spoken and continues to be said, go out. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
Winds will die down. Rains will come. And to the world, it will be miraculous. To us, it will be using this other world. Wow. Can this be, can this be so? Yeah. It's frustrating to the natural mind. That's why people don't like quantum physics. For, you know, scientists love to just deal with particles that already exist, but not looking to nothing to then bring particles into existence and then take the particles that are into existence now and they come together into matter that looks like a new liver and a new kidney and a new heart. And it looks like a power that comes into the mind and fear is driven out of you and all of a sudden you're at peace. And they can't explain these things, but it's how we function. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. What's the assurity then? Of this other world you can't see, the world of not seen. The assurity is the will of the Father. <laughs> now we come back to why do you think we read the Scriptures? Why do we walk with Him and listen to His voice? It's to hear Him speak. It's to become a part of the way He does what He does. To digest His thoughts his purposes. Years ago, an angel, Jesus, was it Jesus or an angel that appeared to Brother Hagin and said and taught him about plans, purposes, and pursuits? I think it was Jesus. Because people were missing the pursuit of God by not adhering to the plan of God. Jesus said, I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of my... He was so submitted to the will of the Father because in the will of the Father is the work of the third person that hovers to bring about manifestations. See, I just declare over this room right here. There's somebody that under your arm, I'm not going to say the armpit, but under your arm. I guess I said that. <laughs> I got this out in California one time, and the Lord said, armpits. I said, I know, everybody has it. And he said, well, someone's got a tumor under it. Ah. Lord, I don't want to call it an armpit. There's not enough people here. I mean, I mean, the percentages are not in my favor. I mean, that's a really weird thing. So I said, someone's got a problem with their armpit. I said, it actually happens to be a tumor in your... And this lady jumps off the front row, jumps up with her hand, and she was about six foot five. Her son was a six foot seven, 275-pound defensive end in the NFL. And she could have been in the NFL too. She could have been his backup, I promise you. Her hands were just really big, and she, she was just big-boned. I mean, wow. And she jumped up like that, and the moment she lifted her hand, it disappeared. And then I thought to myself, Lord, if you ever want me to do that again, I'll call out an arm. Somebody's arm. Pit. Over here in this section. I don't know. What, what's happening? Yeah, well, right there. Amen. What's happening? Amen. It's gone. 
Oh, well, no, see, things disappear. So we've just activated that world, all right? So just stand on your feet for a little bit and worship the Lord in your own wonderful way. Praise the Lord. And let's just watch it disappear in seconds, okay? And you can put your hand. In fact, right now, I just felt the presence of the Lord. So go ahead and check that again right now. All right? All right? Let's just say it this way. It's leaving right now. Right? Because it can't stay. The Lord's speaking. The Holy Ghost is moving. Amen? This other world is activated in this whole room right here. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. See, this is one of those times, Whitley, where God will use you like this. So go back there and put your hand on that lady. You don't have to grab her armpit. Just put your hands on the lady. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Something's just working. Wonder. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, the first thing I'm happy about is there's someone that... Do you know how many times I've called something out and looked like an idiot <laughs> only to leave the parking lot and someone run up to me and say I was actually the one that... I was in healing school and nothing was happening and I got ticked. So I said, Lord, if you're not going to give me something, I'm going to make something up. And I said, someone here has got problems with a kidney, and someone also has a problem with uh, your spine. I said, there's something wrong with your spine. And five minutes, I stayed on that until I finally said, okay, a spine looks like right here, and kidneys usually are in this back part right here. Who is it? And I stayed with it. But I was getting nervous because I'm thinking that I made it up. And all of a sudden, in about the second row, a lady said, well, that's me. I said, what's wrong with you? She said, well, i got a problem with this left kidney, and, or excuse me, the right kidney. And she said, I've got a, um, not a herniated disc. Uh, it's when it starts to come apart. What's Degenerated disc. She said, degenerated so much so, the doctor said, if anything, any, any violent force hits it, I could be paralyzed. I said, come on up here. And then when she came up, I said, now what part of a spine and a kidney did you not understand for five minutes? <laughs> I said, you made me look like an idiot. And I said, that's okay. I said, but I'm just letting you know. That kind of ticks me off. I said, so turn around. And I went, boom, and punched her right in that, that, that spine. And she fell to the ground and flopped on the ground for a couple seconds and then went silent. And then every bit of color came out of my body. All the, ush all, the, all the ushers started for the door, and all I could see was I was behind bars. We were in the Raymond Singers and Band, and Brother Hagen gave me the platform. And when I came to the platform, I saw this man over on the side here. He looked purple, and he had oxygen in him. And I went over there, and I grabbed that thing, took it out of his nose, and I said, it's time to walk. And I walked him all over the front of the auditorium, and then I put him over here away from his wife. I didn't know that she would have killed him because she was babying him so much. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. And he is over there now. I didn't know it took him a half an hour to get into the service. He could only walk a few steps. 
And then he would turn purple, and then his color would come back, and then he'd walk a little bit more. And here I took that thing off his nose, and I, I walked all over. So anyhow, here he's over here, and I'm, and I'm preaching away, and all of a sudden he turned purple, and somehow I'd say, in the name, he's healed. And his color would come back. But I didn't know the whole group behind me were having all kinds of thoughts. Marty in the group you know, Marty's a very interesting person. He was a piano player, you know. He, he said, I, I, I just saw, I'm sorry, but I saw the guy die, but I saw Brother Hagen jump off the platform, come down, and raise him back up. <laughs> One of the other singing in bands saw something similar. And then I finally found out what Erin saw, because she was with child, and we were leaving uh, the, the group I think after that meeting, or maybe one more, was that was our last meeting, whatnot. And she said she saw um, herself as a single mom with a little girl <laughs> that said to her, Daddy, or excuse me, Mommy, where's Daddy? And she said, He's been in the penitentiary. He killed somebody in a Holy Ghost meeting. That lady laid there for five minutes, and it scared the life out of me. She got up off the floor, and she started bending over and hollering, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And I grabbed a little girl that was probably about 80 pounds, and I said, well, you're going to prove it, and stuck her on that lady's back, and she ran her all the way around the room, and she was perfectly well. <clears throat> And then on the way back to the office, the Holy Ghost said, probably is a good idea not to do it that way again. <laughs> Thank God for His mercy, right? Thank God for His mercy. This is the first thing tonight, and we're not going to make this long. But who in here has been struggling? Ma'am, I just thank God. I want you to come up with this group. You can come on up, Whitley. I want you to come up with this group. Who in here has been struggling with fear? You feel plagued with it at times. In fact, there's times you can't function like you want to because those thoughts grip you and they mess with your mind. If that's you tonight, you've been struggling with fear, come on up real quickly and God's going to help you. It's going to touch you. God's going to heal you. Just this other lady right here, wonderful things will happen to her as well. Thank the Lord for that. Come on up here. Aaron, come on up. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, the Lord knows, ooh, the Lord knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I am too, because I know what's working. That other world, you can rely upon it a thousand percent. How come I can't? Because himself took your infirmity and bore your sickness. See, it's the will of God. And if he already took it, then him showing us and you receiving it means it's over. Yep. Amen. Amen. You're free from that. Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Let's just uh, stretch out our hands for these. You'll want to get, uh, you know, where you're, yeah, not doubled up. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Is everybody with us in this? Come on, we're not done just yet. We're moving real quickly. It's 847. I'm not trying to be angry with the time. I'm just letting you know. I, I promise you, if, if it, we could have already been out, you'd be gone. That's fine. But God still wants to do a few little more things. Let's go ahead and run with that. I know Pastor Mark is with us in this. Ah, so you're the first one. 
Now, I'm just going to tap you in the forehead. I am not going to hit you. Now, I said that, I said that to one lady in, uh, where was it? New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. I said, I'm not going to hit you. But when my hand touched her, her forehead, it sounded like I literally, and the whole place fell on the floor about laughing. And then I couldn't deny it. I said, oh, that was a little too hard. Sorry. But it's just going to be. It's just going to be like that, okay? But, <laughs> that's what you did before. That's what I did before, she said. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Fear is an enemy. It's a spirit. That's it right there, in the name. Thank you, Lord. You won't have any problem. In the name. Thank you. You won't have any problem. In the, oof, that disappears right now. In the name of Jesus, that'll leave you right now. Hallelujah. Tomorrow will be a brand new day for you. That's it right there. Hallelujah. It'll, it'll just be different from this moment on. Hallelujah. And see, everything, that's it. It just change, whew, changes from this moment. And it'll seem like there's just a rod of steel in your backbone. And some of you will face whatever it has been that plagued you, that messed with you. You'll face it. And when you face it, You'll never have to face it again. Here it is. Jesus' name. That's it right there. Hallelujah. In the name. Ooh, glory. That went right into you. In the name. Thank you, Lord. That went right into you. Amen. And for, ooh, glory. In the name. <laughs> that was awesome. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, that's it right there. In the wonderful name. Hallelujah. That thing can't stay. Not in you. You know why? You're a believer. Hallelujah. Wow, it's really good. Really good. Come on, everybody. Let's just let the Lord do some more things. We're not scaring anybody, are we? Some of our stories, sometimes I, I, I think, oh man, I just told a really bad story. Why would have anybody come up, you know? <laughs> so hopefully that story I told about that young girl. Remember the Lord told me, don't do that again. So we, we haven't been, <laughs> we're not going to do that to you. Here it is in the wonderful name. That's it. Fire comes on you. Jesus, wonderful name. Amen. Here it comes right there. Jesus. Wonderful. Wow. That's it right here. Come on in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. That came on you. And God went right through you. Wow, this is so good. It's just going to, that's it. It's going to stop from this very moment, young man. Amen. It's just going to, that's it. It's going to stop. See all these young people? The world's beating up on them, folks. We've got to pray for them. They don't fall into the trap of what mentality is out there that opens their, their mind and their hearts up to these things like fear and anxiety. We'll get into a, a meeting and a six and seven-year-old, an eight and nine-year-old comes up and said, I'm having anxiety. You have nothing in your world or your life to have anxiety about. Now, at the same time, what if they were in a home that was just literally horrible? Then, of course, you would. But what I'm saying is, it's a new thing. It's almost like a phase and something that's going through where all these young kids feel like they're just stressed out. We need to pray. Thank you, Lord. Well, there it is. I felt that come on me. That's it right there in the name. Ooh, glory. I felt that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Wow. You won't be the same. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ma'am, here it comes. In the, wow, wow, that's it right there, right there. The Lord, 
The Lord is upon you. <laughs> Amen, brother. It's just real simple. Jesus, thank you. This man will wake up and such peace will be in his heart. Man, there, there's so many of you that are going to sleep like babies tonight. Doesn't that seem pretty good, sir? It does, does it? Does that stuff come at you in the nighttime trying to just weigh you down with, with cares or is it during the day? What is it? The fear, you know, that anxiety. Daytime? Aren't you thankful the Lord walks with us all day long? Father, thank you for what, that's it, in the name. It'll just be different from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen. Here, take this, in Jesus. Wow, that's it right there. Take this, sir. Whoa, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, your body will respond so well, pains will disappear that have been there for a long time. Amen. Right here tonight. In the, oh, Jesus, thank you. Amen. You'll never be the same. It'll just, that's it right there. It starts tonight, and it'll just work all night. That's it. Jesus, wonderful name. That's it. In Jesus' name. In the name. Thank you, Lord. In the name. That's it right there. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. That's just so simple, but so true. Jesus' name. Amen. Ma'am, take this. In the name. That's it right there. Come on. There's quite a few people in this room that are coming down for this. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you right there. Right there. In the name, mm, mm, sir, just be free right there. No more. Hallelujah. That's it right there. Feel the presence of the Lord. Jesus' name. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's it. Hallelujah. Let's, let's help her. What did you come here for? Was it for fear or was it for some other things in your body? All of it, right? All of it. That's okay. Take my hands. In the wonderful name of Jesus, he heals you tonight. He loves you so much, and he touches your life like never before right here tonight. And the energy of the Holy Ghost is now yours to use. Remember what he does? The Scripture says he quickens our mortal body. That means his energy is now yours to use. You've got energy in those legs in those muscles and those joints that you haven't had in a long time. It's there right now. And you can use it if you want. You'll walk different. You'll walk different. There's a gentleman right behind you if you want to grab his hand. Why don't you walk a little bit and see that it's different than it was just a few moments ago. And remember, don't ever try. Just do. Just do. Amen? You ready? The Lord's so good. That's it right there. In the name of Jesus. Oh, this is so simple, but so powerful. Be, be free in Jesus' name. Here it is. In the name of Jesus, be free. In the name of the... That's it right there. Hallelujah. In the name... Ooh, glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be free. In Jesus' name, be free. In the name... That's it right there. Be free. In the name of Jesus, be free. Praza, esemose, emesende, free. In the name of Jesus, that's right, be free. In the name of Jesus, that's it. Be free. Hallelujah. Come on, there's just a few more moments as we minister. Let me ask you a question. If you were bound with fear, or even if just a little bit, wouldn't it be amazing to be free right here, right now? Go home, and you don't have that anxiety jump on you? Has anybody ever had an anxiety attack? It's not fun, is it? Feels like a heart attack. It's good to get free. It's good not to think that lurking 
in the dark is something that could get you. Let me help you with something. When Jesus said that all power had been given to him and he was in possession of all power, how much does that leave for the enemy? None. So does that not make him a zero? Does that not make him a nothing? The only thing he's done successfully is convince people that he's somebody when he's really nobody. He's had to use us to mess the world up because he's not creative enough to do it himself. But we buy into his garbage. Some people call it drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? And guess what? The news media has been used unbelievably in our day to twist and manipulate minds where they no longer just tell you news. They present a narrative for you to believe because they want you to believe something, which is it's as like it's the enemy himself saying, believe this, believe this, believe this. And people say, yeah, that's right. I believe that. And then they manifest it. If we can manifest evil so easily, why can't we manifest good? You know, if this whole room right here just got turned on to that one statement, you couldn't, you couldn't, you'd have to go to six or seven services. Sorry, Pastor Mark, but you would. You couldn't contain the people. Just this room right here. Realizing he's a nobody. He's not a somebody. He's a nobody. And that you walk in that creative ability of God. Just this room right here. You start changing this city. I believe I'm looking at a group of people that want the whole experience. They want the tours. They want to go to the gift shop. <coughs> they want to take photos. They want the whole experience. Because if that's who you are, then it's going to be amazing to see what God continues to do in this room. You believe with us while we continue to minister to these folks. And then we'll just pray a prayer for those of you that need some healing where you put your hand on yourself and those around you will, will just... Pray with you. Pray ye one for another that you may be healed. Why? Because this room is buzzing. Now, I'm just going to share this. You know, you can take it or leave it. And it's not like when I was told this, that I was all like gooey, happy, like, oh man, that's right, that's who I am. I don't think like that. I always go back after service and say, oh God, please, help something that happened to have meant something that would have brought you into their life in some greater way. But Pastor Chuck, we're out to eat last night, and when I had mentioned all that I did about Jesus vibrating, Passion Translation said the power that was going in and out of him went out of him into her, the woman with the issue of blood. And you looked it up in the Passion, it says that power was actually vibrating and dancing and twirling. 
Chuck said yesterday, he said, I just want to tell you this, yesterday at lunch, he said, every time I looked at you, you were vibrating. It was like you were vibrating. And he said, I thought it was so strange. I'd look away, and then I'd look back at you, and you were vibrating. And then we asked him, he said, you're saying that because, he said, yeah, because you brought that up last night about Jesus. And then he said, you know, of course, Chuck's really funny. He said, he said, it was probably the pizza. Yeah, it probably was, you know. <laughs> what, what was the place again? What was it called? Louis. It was Louis. See, you, you, you go to Louis, you'll be vibrating. <laughs> what if, what do you do with something like that? This is what I do. What if it was true? And we're just not aware. But the day we become aware, then just coming up to someone and saying, man, it's good to see you, and all of a sudden you're rubbing something on them. Something's getting off on them because you're aware of what you have to actually. It's pretty awesome. Come on, we're not going to keep any longer. Aaron, let's minister to these people. You want to be free, don't you? No fear, right? You don't want that stuff. Does it cause you to just, just kind of feel like you can't make it through your day or what happens? Is it at nighttime or in the daytime? Both. Yeah? And you're just afraid? Are you ready for that to leave you? Yeah, well, right here. Isn't that awesome? Jesus, that's it right there. In Jesus' name. That'll leave you right there. Amen. Amen. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, for you and your little one, all fear. It can't stay any longer. Amen. It won't mock you, I promise you. You're healed in every way. There you go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> in the name. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name. Oh, that's easy. Very simple. It just left you, I promise you. Just let it go right here. In the name of Jesus. That's all he needs. It's just a touch. In the name. Oh, that's it. Just a touch of the Lord. You ready for this? In the name. That's it right there. Mm. In the name. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Did you feel your neck crack when I touched you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you do need an adjustment? I heard it too. It's just one pop, 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 pop. Amen. That's awesome. I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. Just take some of this in the net. That's it right there. Of Jesus, just be free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I got to minister to you even though you just came up. The Lord Jesus touch you. Oh, hallelujah. Something, something, listen, something about your home is being touched right now. It's not just you, but it's even your home. And it's changing right now. Amen. In the same way you're shaken, God's power will continue to shake through you and just manifest himself in you. Amen. 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 You're so not alone. Amen. He's with you everywhere you go. In the name. Oh, gosh. That's it right there. In the name of Jesus. That's it right there. In the name. That's it. In the name. Hallelujah. That's right. In the name, thank you. In the name. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. That's it right there. Here, take some of that. In Jesus' name. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Some, some people we minister to, it just makes me laugh. Amen. Everything's normal about you, I promise. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> In the name. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready? In the name. Wow, that's it right there. That's it right there. Something just 
left you. Something just left you. Did you hear it? Yeah. You can't, you can't be the same now. Are you okay? Are you okay to be free from it? Did you feel it? Yeah, I did too. That's pretty powerful. Somebody, somebody who knows her, hug her. Some, some lady, hug her. Give her a hug because God's on her. Go ahead, Whitley. Yep. Wow. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, it all leaves in Jesus' name. Wow. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus. Oh, man. Man. Everything will change in your home. Is this your, your kids here? Amen. Do you know I got a picture in my, in my phone of a little boy, eight years old, and he was and he's no longer. His whole face changed. 96% cognitive ability. He's back in school. Probably Jesus. That's it right there. And the name, wow. Oh, it's just becoming a little stronger, everybody. In the name, thank you. Here it comes, a little bit stronger. Thank you, Lord. In the name, thank you, Lord. In the name, thank you, Jesus. Oh, in Jesus, wonderful name. Hallelujah. Move quickly. Jesus, wonderful name. In the, whoo, that'll take care of that. I promise you. In Jesus' name, that's it right there. In the name, that's it. In the name, that's it. In the name, wow, that's it. Are you ready? Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You say, why'd you do that to her? She helps us in Colorado. Amen. Want her, want her, good, want her, want her good and saturated. Amen. And who takes this in Jesus' name? That's it right there. Amen. Came on you in the name. That's it. In the name. Wow. Hallelujah. That's it. Right there. Take this. Hallelujah. Take this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You ready? In the oh, Jesus. It doesn't seem like much. Watch what happens when you wake up tomorrow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, everybody. Lift your hands for a moment. Don't get comfortable just sitting in Jesus. Oh, wow. That went right. Ew, ooh, that's it right there. In the name of the Lord, we thank you for, oh, that's it right there, your protection. That's it. Mommy's okay. Jesus' name, amen. In the name, thank you, Lord. In the name, ooh, glory, glory, glory. Take some of that right there. <laughs> amen. Do we got everybody now, guys? I think so, right? This is it. Thank you, Lord. Well, sir, take some of this. And Jesus, ooh, what just happened there? Hallelujah. Something happened, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just your normal day in the park, you know what I mean? No. It was like a little different. Amen. A difference good right now. Difference good. Yeah, it's God. Say it this way. Different is God. Different is God. And something just happened. Good. And you won't be the same. Amen. Wow, that's it. Oh. Amen. That's it. Wow. <laughs> you know, joy is an awesome thing. Amen. That's a, Oh. That's right there. <laughs> Take some of that. That's it right there. Amen. Take some more. Jesus. Wonderful name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take some of that. Jesus' name. Amen. Sir. Oh, there's this wonderful guy. Amen. We saw last night. How are those lungs doing, brother? Fine. Amen. Yeah, are you breathing now? Yes. Yeah. Day day. 
and you walked all day today. Hey, that's how you keep that other world working for you. It's just what you did. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. He got it. Take this right here. Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. It's okay. You don't have to fall. You don't have to fall. In the name. Ooh, take that right there. In Jesus, that's wonderful name. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed. Okay, let's just lift our hands for a second. Aaron, stay right up here with me. We're going to be done. Put your hands wherever your sickness is. What were Jesus' words? Vibrations, frequencies, sound waves. What are sound waves, frequencies, and vibrations? They are the smallest measure of materiality, quarks. And they make up atoms which make up materiality. In other words, just the sound and the words we speak will create to your body a healing, a removal of something that's not supposed to be there, energy, cleansing, listen to this one, cleansing of your blood and the restoring of energy, the flow of circulation, amen, the private area of a man is going to be healed right here tonight. Skin. I'm just listening right now. Skin problems are going to be healed right here tonight as we speak. And then there's at least a dozen people that have been concerned about your heart. And the hearts are going to be touched right here tonight. So as we speak, and we've already started, these wonderful frequencies, sound waves, will begin to, in Jesus' wonderful name, I declare and release and command light be, healing be, restoration be, energy come, sickness die, leave, disease be no more, feet be well, bones live again, brain cells be cleansed, free from the addiction and the effects. Even hair be restored. Well, some of you got excited about that one. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we release this wonderful energy and stir up this life so that you can walk in such victory and testimony. And we all just lift our hands and just worship for a second. Jesus, how wonderful. Jesus, how mighty.